Today's News Talk. News and information. TNT Radio. All right, I'm Steve Hook, and Brian Hesher-McLean is on the line as well. And now we welcome, uh, and so happy to, Gene Valentino. Gene has his own website, his own podcast. He is a he is a political guru down in the Sunshine State, and we're very happy to welcome to the show. Gene, hello, sir. How are you? Welcome to the program. What a pleasure to be with you guys. Thank you for having me. Yeah, happy to have you on this rather historical day on the House floor. And you were kind enough to share with us a vote tally. I would say it's looking a little bit better for McCarthy, but maybe it's not. There's too many votes still out. At the end of the day, this isn't a good day for McCarthy. And frankly, it's not a good day for Matt Gates. It's not a good day for the country because it's just such a, a clown show, really. What do you think about all of this? I mean, I understand the frustration at McCarthy. I really do. I get it. But he doesn't have too many votes to work with, and and he's kind of been having to walk a tightrope his entire speakership. How do you see this ending, Gene? Yeah, this is, uh, I, you know, very, as you know, I'm very seldom at a loss for words. <laughs> but <laughs> right now, I'm, I'm, uh, I've got mixed feelings. I sit in here and broadcast with you from Pensacola, Florida, which is Congressional District Number One, Matt Gates's district. I'm surrounded by quite a few Republican conservatives, although I consider myself more moderate. As a former county commissioner for two terms in this area, I've been up close and personal to Matt Gates and had to deal with him on the state legislative house floor and watched how he behaved with constituents in and around Escambia County, the last county before you hit Alabama over here. There's a part of me that likes what he's doing. I appreciate his deliberation and his intensity to turn, move the mountain. And on the other hand, I don't know what to think about Kevin McCarthy. We're sitting yeah. against a backdrop of a young congressman coming into office, Gates, and finding himself in the position of trying to turn the tables literally overnight to accomplish things that he alleges he was promised by Kevin McCarthy behind closed doors. Now, he may have been promised that, hey, Matt, I'll try to get to this balanced budget. I'll try to push for 10 specific uh, bifurcated amendments to vote on. We will avoid continuing resolutions so that we can look at these specific amendments on a case-by-case -case basis. But you got a near match of Democrats in that con uh, House of Representatives that are uh, throwing, uh, uh, you know, uh, sticks into the spokes to stop the wheels of uh, progress. And they're doing a good job of it. It's no small coincidence. All the Democrats in lockstep decided to um, avoid the postponement of the vote and take it straight to the floor. They want to create They're problems. looking, they're looking at, they, they move in such a, it's almost like the Stockholm syndrome. They just follow along, uh, along like sheep within the Democrat party and, and just do what the bosses said. And yet individuals speak up and express their right to free speech like Gates, Gates is doing and his individuality, he gets pretty barbecued for it. 
Now, I must admit, he ought to learn a lesson or two in deliberation and compromise. And you don't get it 100% of your way 100% of the time. So I'm pretty happy with what Kevin McCarthy's doing. I hope Kevin McCarthy gets reinstated and uh, remains Speaker of the House, not because he's perfect, but because it's going to send a significant signal to the nation that the Republicans don't seem to have their act together. And only yeah. be, and we've got to be careful not to, at the same time, fall into the same mantra and, and ignore a budget. Look, Kevin McCarthy wants to make sure that there's money in place to protect the border. Don't show me a bill for funding on Ukraine until you protect the border. Who has a problem with that? Nobody. Yeah. Marcus. And, and yeah, Biden. <laughs> Biden has yeah, a problem Biden with that does. and all Democrats. Yeah. Well, I, it does I, seem I, like, it does seem sometimes that Matt Gates is a I, I, and I, <laughs> this is this word is really doesn't mean anything because so many of them can be defined this way. But Matt Gates certainly comes across as a bit of a showboat. Uh, you know, we, we were just talking to Mark. That's my problem. We, yeah, we were yeah. talking to Mark Lauder a little while ago, and Mark made the point that Matt's already campaigning on this. He's already sending out fundraisers on this. And I know if you go to if you go to X or Twitter, whatever you want to call it. Uh, you'll see a whole slew of people saying, good job, Matt. And and these are people that are politicos. They have been following this stuff. But isn't it true, Gene, that the majority of the American people, when they see this kind of infighting, which, as you rightly point out, you never see on the left because they march in lockstep, that they just throw their hands in the air and say, Republicans can't lead. And no wonder Hakeem Jeffries is telling his caucus to, to vote to oust him. No wonder that exactly. he's doing that. Yeah. Exactly. Hey, this is a time to be patriotic and loyal. Let me put my favorite hat on here. How about this for a minute? There, there you go. We do, I like it. I like it. Okay. Yeah. Let's let's get behind the notion that it ain't going to go 100% our way 100% of the time. We have, Look, I, I the part of Gates that I like is that he's stirring the pot to get them to move. Here's what we don't know. Now, as a former elected official myself for two terms, Here's where I understand his frustration that most people don't see. The deals struck behind the scene that are not so obvious. The promises made by people to work on lockstep with you on a certain issue, only to find out at the 11th hour they do a 180 on you and pull the rug out from under you. Yeah. is not the collaboration on the Republican side that we need to be able to count on. This is absolutely bad when that happens. Now, here's the real problem. I call it Gino's barstool phenomenon. I'll come back to I think I used that phrase with you once before. Yeah, you did. But Nancy Pelosi has set up rules in the House of Representatives that allow for this one-sided delivery of, of rules and, and, and budget process that basically ignored the Republicans. Now, Matt Gates is right. He wants more deliberation over these different issues. I think that's true. But there is definitely a problem when you can't review the very bills that, that you were promised to be able to do. Let me back up one second and say, I propose, and it's in Gino's second bill of rights on my website, genevalentino.com, 
Article number eight, I propose a constitutional amendment that mandates the balancing of the budget 90 days prior to the fiscal year. End of discussion. We need that in place and make sure it's enforceable. I want penalties imposed on every legislator in the House of Representatives if they're the procuring cause of the problem. And they are to be denied their income, their paycheck, until that budget is passed and no retroactive payments. You 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 delay the deadline 90 days prior to the uh, uh, to the fiscal year and you are now denied a paycheck as a representative in Congress. I wonder how many of those folks would work a little harder at making sure that budget got passed on time. I'd say about 435 of them, if I had to guess. Yeah. Exactly. yeah. <laughs> well, hey, breaking news, gentlemen. It looks like McCarthy is out. Wow. So, yeah. So the votes like- came down. Well, I think he only yeah. had like five, five or six votes to work with. And Gene, I think you were saying that there were like seven votes against him in the Republican caucus. And yeah. of course, we know what Hakeem and his team did. That doesn't mean he's out for good. It means he's out for now. Do you think he's going to make a comeback? I Gene. hope so. I hope so. But here's why. Who's? Would you name someone that's more suited? The only one I can see is Steve Scalise, Congressman Steve Scalise out of Louisiana. And the poor guy is having medical problems with serious cancer. Uh, yeah. um, I pray for him and wish him the very best. But boy, the fortitude needed to take this job is you've got to be on your game. You've got to have Donald Trump iron in your bloodstream. <laughs> well, Steve Scalise, the, th- the thing is, is Steve Scalise could get the votes, but he don't. But I don't. But I don't know that. And you bring up a good point. He's fighting blood cancer. A- another name that's been tossed around is Andy Biggs. I don't know that Biggs could get the votes, though. I don't know. Biggs can get the votes. I don't know if he's prepared to collaborate. What I do know that I don't trust him and the rest of the and any of them over there now. I honestly believe that the only way to solve this problem is through a constitutional amendment. The 28th Amendment to the Constitution to mandate a balanced budget. Now, as you know, and we've talked about this in the past, I don't see the Congress with a two-thirds majority voting in such an amendment. So guess what? It goes to the Convention of States, which we've talked about as a mechanism- outside the uh, House of, outside of Congress. And it's time for all of us to step up. This democracy works when there's a, when there's a tension. It's okay that we have tension and we watch this deliberation and a little bit of, as least, as long as it's semi-civil, everyone has an, an emotion on these issues because they're passionate issues. Okay, I get that. But to, to, to take it off the rail, and to deny due process and to limit the Republicans for the last 12 years from being able to even participate in a in a budget process. Why my it was only yesterday Nancy Pelosi was saying, well, you gotta vote it in. And once it's voted in, then we'll read it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. You gotta, you you gotta vote for the bill. You gotta vote for the bill Ridiculous. to find out what's in the bill. This I mean, is not Ridiculous. democracy. No. This is and, not, and it drives are... to all of the issues we've been talking about. 
Yeah, and some of these bills are 4,000-some-odd pages, and at best they're given an hour to look over it or their staff looks yeah. over it and then gives them a couple bullet points. I mean, this isn't – that's not representation. Nobody can that's even – correct. Nobody can read that. I can't read that. I mean, it'd take me three weeks to read it, and I'd have to go uh, employ, you know, a lawyer to help me do it, probably. Well, the good and thing not only is, that, not only not only that, you'd have to have twenty staffers to yeah. each read different sections of it, and then they'd have to compare notes. It's just, and it's designed that way, isn't it, Gene? It, it it's silly, guys. We know the answer. Three months yeah. ahead of time. Look, when I was an elected official, even at the county here level and at the state level, we have a constitutionally mandated balanced budget. In July and August of each year, we were getting the department heads together to give us their take on what they're thinking about the next calendar year. In August and September, we were getting them to formalize some dollar amounts and the scope. In the end of October, they were bringing forward that balanced budget, their budget by department. So we had department by department, very similar to what they're talking about here about the 12 amendments that they want for the budget process. <clears throat> no continuing resolutions and no omnibus bills where you got all kinds of crap thrown in, buried <laughs> under those 4,000 pages you're talking about. And so we did it deliberatively on a, on a department by department basis. Then we uh, realized we had to make room for revenues to in incentivize new jobs, incentivize businesses to come to town, infrastructure and other things that might not have been initially considered. We then determined whether that meant more money's needed or less money's needed. The sheriff would bring forward his budget. We, we might increase his, but reduce someone else's based on security matters. And by November 30th, we had, an, we had a voted in balanced budget, which began on January 1st. Would you tell me why Congress can't do that? What am I yeah. missing? Yeah, good yeah. call. Would, yeah, be, what, would be wonderful. Right. What are we and that's missing? That's being I mean, done it's... at the state levels. That's why D Governor Ron DeSantis is doing so well at the state level. He's got, if he becomes president, I don't know what the chances are of him becoming president, but to his credit, if he becomes president, I can assure you he will do a, 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 a Herculean job at making sure we move to a balanced budget process. If Trump becomes president, I pray to God that he does the same. But it caused, look at all the time we're wasting on this issue and 10,000 yeah. people coming over the border again, hurting our democracy. China's laughing on the sideline because they're taking our, our eyes off the main, the main culprit that's taking down this democracy. Yeah, exactly. Gene, Gene, we're just about out of time. GeneValentino.com is the website. God bless, Gene. Yes, home of the Grassroots Truthcast. Thank you, Gene. We look forward to having you back on with Steve Hook God and myself, bless America. Brian McLean. Thanks, guys. God bless for America, sir. Yes, TNT Radio.